Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Straight Shooter Recruiter. I'm Emily, and I'm an experienced early talent recruiter who is obsessed with giving students the inside scoop on all things career. So question for you, why do you think students want internships? I mean, obviously they want the experience to build their network. Maybe they want to pick up a couple new skills, but really they're trying to get internships to eventually land a full-time job after you graduate. And why do you think companies want interns? Spoiler alert, it's to eventually hire them full-time. But the hard truth is doing your job well or even doing your job really well isn't enough to land you a full-time job after your internship. Employers want to see more. I'm no chef, but there is literally a recipe for success when it comes to turning your internship into a full-time job. And if you want the ingredients, stay tuned to this episode. It's going to be a good one. Okay, we're going to have to ignore how bad that dad joke was and move right on through to story time. So I started my career as an intern at the Bank of Montreal, and I was a learning and design student. I loved that internship. I loved that internship. I loved the people. I loved the culture. I really wanted a full-time offer after I graduated that next academic year. Spoiler alert, I got a full-time job offer from the bank before I even graduated. And here's how I did it. I'm going to share exactly what you need to do and the timing of when to do it to make sure you turn your internship into a full-time job. I do want to call out that in these tips, I'm assuming your work term is four months long. If it's longer or shorter, just adjust the timelines in a way that makes sense. So the first thing you're going to do actually comes before your start date. Believe it or not, you can get off on the right foot before your first day and before you ever step foot into that office. So three to four weeks before your start date, you're going to email your manager just to say hi. You're also going to ask if there's anything you should learn or study before your work term. Not only is this going to help you hit the ground running and be really prepared to work really well, really fast, it's an awesome first impression and it shows that you're dedicated and excited to start your work term. So another thing that you're going to start doing during your first month that you are never going to stop doing ever is building relationships. In my mind, there are three critical relationships that you should be working on over the course of your internship. The first is probably the most obvious, but it's also the most important, and it's your manager. Your manager is really your advocate at the company. They know your skills, your personality, your potential. They hired you. They know you're great. So it's really important that you make an effort to build on this relationship, both formally and informally. I'll give you some tips on how to do this in a second. The other group of people you need to focus on is your team. The experience that your team has with you is going to be shared with your manager, but that's not why it matters. Every member of your team has the potential to be a mentor, a career coach, (laughs) I can't speak, a career coach or an advocate for you at the company. The other group you need to focus on that so many people overlook is your peers. People tend to get so wrapped up in building relationships with their team or with their boss that they don't connect with other interns. Most people don't see the value in it. Honestly, for me, I met some of my closest friends when I was an intern at BMO. But outside of that, your peers are going to be able to connect you to their managers, their friends or professors in ways that might help you develop or might help you take the next step in your career. 
Okay, so phase two is going to focus on your first month on the job. Your goal for your first month of work is to excel in exactly what is asked of you and to excel in learning. The next thing you're going to do is chill out. You don't want to get ahead of yourself and start asking about full-time jobs, return offers, or raises right away. Think of your internship as one really long interview. Your manager is still determining if you're the right fit for the team. And on the flip side, you should be doing the same. Is this the kind of company you're excited to work for long-term? So instead, you're going to use your first month of your internship to get really good at what's required of you. Why? Your team is not going to be willing to give you stretch tasks or get you to interview for a full-time job until they can see the quality of your work. And as well, they want to see how well you can work on the team. So in your first month, your team wants to see that you have a really deep understanding of the basics of this role. So this means that you generally understand what's being asked of you. You generally understand what your team does and how it impacts the broader business. But it also means that you're completing your work with really high quality and that it's always on time. I repeat, always on time. And here's the most important part to that. Your team in your first month or so wants to see that you never stop learning. Part of doing your job really well is asking questions and digging deeper to make sure that you keep growing. It's not enough just to do what's asked of you. You need to do what's asked of you, do it really well, and keep deepening your learning. For example, if you're given a project and you're asked to, let's say, pull data for the finance team, ask questions and make sure you understand what the data is being used for. Who is the end user? What are some of the areas that this report could be improved on? This is going to set you up to excel in that task, but it also shows that you care to go above and beyond and to actually learn about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Okay, great. So now you know who you're going to smother with love, but how are you going to do it? So first, there's formal interactions. So setting up one-on-one coffee chats, phone calls, or video chats is a great place to start. I'll be releasing another episode later this week on how to be great at coffee chats and career conversations, but the Sparks Notes on this really is just set up some one-on-one time with people on your team, your boss, or your peers, and make the goal of this to learn more about their experiences, get some advice, and get friendly. They know that you're looking to develop your career, but you want to enter these conversations coming from a place of learning about their experience and collecting feedback and advice. You don't want to start these conversations immediately by saying, how can you help me get a job or where should I apply for a full-time job? It's really about taking the time to build a genuine relationship. The second way you can do this is less formally. This is perfect uh, for people like me who love casual conversation. This is doing things like grabbing lunch, going on snack runs, or water cooler jokes. Participate, be present, and engage in these things. Make an effort to get to know the people around you in an organic way. A small example of this would be asking people how their weekends are, or asking to run and grab coffee with someone informally for 10 minutes. Make an effort to be social with your team. It shows you're engaged, but it's a great way to get to know each other. But above all, you need to network in a way that feels natural and organic for you. You can't build these relationships only because you want them to further your career. You're building them because you genuinely want to learn more about the people around you and get some advice. And if anything comes out of that for your career, then great. People can always tell when you're using them just to get ahead. So be yourself and connect in ways that don't feel awkward for you. 
Like I said, for me, casual coffee chats are the way to go. Uh, I find them to be really personal, really easygoing, and without having kind of a strict rigor around the conversation, it gives a chance for natural convo to flow. So you're going to start by having this conversation with your manager. What you're going to do is set up a one-on-one meeting with them. Probably half an hour to 45 minutes is more than enough. And in that conversation, you're first going to express how you feel about your work term. I'm not going to tell you what to say here because the focus should be on being genuine. So if you're loving the work because of the creative elements or if you're loving it because of the collaboration or the focus on data, now is the time to express it. Tell your manager what you like. Then you're going to ask for feedback. You're going to ask them, how do you feel my performance is going so far? Where can I improve? I want to call out, though, that during all of your networking chats that I mentioned before, you should always be asking for feedback. There is never a bad time to ask how you can do better. It's not always easy to hear, but it does push us to grow and demonstrates our work ethic. So after you've asked for feedback and your manager provides you with some, you're going to tell them that you would be really interested in a return or full-time offer. And here's the kicker. You ask them what the process is for this, or if there's anyone else you should connect with to learn a little bit more. This gives your manager a tangible takeaway for them to investigate, figure out what the process is, and to connect you to the right people if perhaps this needs to go through HR or some other team. And I know having these conversations and talking about getting a new offer or talking about getting feedback can be really uncomfortable at first. The only advice I have for it is honestly, the more you have these conversations, the less awkward and uncomfortable they're going to feel. When I was an intern back at BMO, the first few career chats that I had or conversations with my manager about coming back for a full-time job were super awkward. I had no idea what to say. I didn't know if I was allowed to even ask these questions, but my manager did a great job of guiding me through the process and talking to me about areas I could improve or areas I was already doing well at. So go into these conversations prepared with what you want to get out of it. Maybe you write down a couple of Sparks notes on questions you'd like to ask, or you write down a couple of different projects you'd like to get assigned to. Do a little bit of prep work before these conversations if it feels a little bit uncomfortable or awkward, and keep having them. I promise after a couple of weeks of these career chats and networking sessions, you'll be a pro. Congrats, you made it to the end of another episode. I hope this was really helpful and gave you some tips and tricks on how to turn your internship into a full-time job offer. If you feel like there's something we talked about today that you'd like to learn more about, connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know. We can do another episode or maybe you and I can connect directly. I would also like to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe and rate this podcast. Follow us. Do all of the things you kids do on social medias. And I will talk to you next week.